You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavericks. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, writer at Mavs.com, and the anti-tank commander himself. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I got that dub. We got to win. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) I feel like... How, what would you say the percentage of the pod right now disagrees with me? Eighty percent of of the, like our listeners. Yeah, yeah, a good eighty percent. Actually, eighty percent. It like, would be hard. Stupid. What are you even rooting for a win for right now? It'd be hard pressed for you to find Mavs fans that actually want them to win games right now. Yes, yes, I agree. I I will say including think- including the owner of the team. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might have fell asleep during the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout Not out one to of us. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. What else? Well, so we are going to talk about the uh, the Mavericks versus Portland Trailblazers game, where the Mavericks inexplicably came o- came over with the uh, the win. And also, we will get to the Nerlens Noel news that came out yesterday. It came out on Tuesday, and so we will get to that for sure. So those are the two things we're going to talk about today. Isaac, the win. How you feel about it? I mean, you know, I love seeing wins, man. I, I love seeing Mavericks win ball games. And you're probably it, the most smug media member when it comes to winning games of anybody because when they win, you're like, mm, see. Mm, <laughs> so Nick, so mm. I went and visited some friends during the fourth quarter, mm. and then I, <laughs> and then we like met up in the press room. And I was already sitting down. Nick walks in, and I have this like look on my face, like yeah. just got this smug little like. This is what I wanted the whole t- like if like if the Mavs went out. Man. I love Twitter after wins. If the Mavs win out, Isaac will be the most happy person ever. Yeah, and then I'm gonna hype up whatever draft pick we get, even if it's Miles Bridges or Wendell Carter, who okay, you listen, are, wait to, who listen, you are historically <laughs> out on. Historic. I probably have him like eleven or twelve. Here, here's the thing. We talked about this morning back. It's a top seven draft. Any of those top seven, I'm really happy with. When it gets past that top seven, still gonna be like happy with. But I don't. I'm not gonna be like saying it's like franchise changing. Possible. You know, it could be. But top seven, I can. I'm gonna make a lot of big cases and a lot of a lot of pieces on a top seven pick. <laughs> At this point, last year. We didn't think that Dennis was going to be available to the Mavericks. That's true. We yeah. thought that could be a possibility, but it didn't look like it was going to be feasible. And so you never know. We never know what could happen. So obviously, so the Mavericks win. They win 115 to 109. It got close. It got really close at the very end there. I mean, it was within, it was within five points probably six times. I mean, it was just it was nuts at that point. And, uh, and, Atlanta almost came over with a win against the Miami Heat. We were watching that game 
uh, towards the end, and man, they ha- they had a shot at the end to win it. It was a uh, man. Who's that guy? Damian Lee wasn't he on the Warriors at some point? Like <laughs> Damian Lee he used to play for the University of Louisville and is engaged to Sidel Curry, a Cur- the Curry sister. Oh, is that who it is? Okay, so yeah, there you go. Uh, so he had a shot at the end. It was not a good shot, but he did get a shot off, uh, <laughs> and it was blocked. And uh, and. It looked like they were going to be a foul, and we were all excited. So Atlanta you almost know how the won. Heat went up by one. It was a white side tip in. Anyway, just like, <laughs> no, Whiteside did not tip that ball in. It was the Hawks. The Hawks player tipped it in. I swear. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, we'll talk about white. We will. Okay, so the Whiteside rumors are are swirling. We will get to them some point at some point this week, either this week or sometime next week for sure. We will have a whole pod yeah. talking about it because we we differ on it greatly. We do. So Atlanta almost wins. Orlando comes away with a huge win for the Mavericks, at least <laughs> against the uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, wasn't it, it was like a fifteen point win or something like that? Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, Ninety seven to seventy three, the Magic beat the Knicks, and then uh, so we were watching. We were monitoring both those games. So if the Magic win, that means if the Mavericks lost tonight, that means they would have been in sole possession of fourth place in the lottery standings. But because the Magic won and because the Mavericks won, uh, nothing really changes. The Mavericks are still sitting where they are, half game out of uh, of fourth place. They're sitting at fifth place right now. But also, so if tomorrow night when they play, if the Mavericks or tonight when the Mavericks right. play the Magic, if the Mavericks lose and the Magic win, we flip flop. It'll flip, yeah. Okay. It'll flip. Uh, other thing that we should be watching out for right now. Is the uh, the Suns and Kings? The Suns beat the Kings tonight, so that is worth noting. I don't think the nah. Ma- I don't think the Mavericks are gonna be able to catch the Suns, but at least no, it's up I there. was really wanting the Kings to win that game. But the Mavericks do play the Suns at some point uh, next week, so <laughs> that means that yes, they, they are do. they they actually can win games. That that was something that I didn't <laughs> think was possible up until just now when I saw the box score. <laughs> so uh anything from this game that you would really want to get to i thought it was uh, obviously we had the dennis smith jr dunk at the very end uh all right i'm gonna get my take on it okay go ahead just throw throw your wet blanket over it it was overrated okay i said it for those of you no, that didn't the- see the dunk it was a fast break attempt by dennis it kind of came like he kind of tipped a pass and then he tipped it to himself going down the floor and he Threw it, basically threw it off the ground with his with his left hand, bounced off, and he grabs it in the air and dunks it. So he kind of like bounced it to himself, yeah, and uh, and dunked it. And <laughs> which I is mean, really funny because Bobby Corrales asked him, "Is like, man, it kind of looked like at first like it was just like a hard dribble or something." He's like, "You think I'm that bad of a dribbler?" <laughs> <laughs> I just have to wait at that point. It's really funny that he said, <laughs> but no, like it looked like it did play like we. Oh no, we went together. I was with some friends in the fourth quarter visiting, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, like he he was gonna do something else with that." And that was that was the first question I asked Dennis and press thing when somebody asked him about the dunk, and I was like, "Did you plan on doing something else with it?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." And then afterwards, I asked him, I was like, it "Looked like he was gonna be he was gonna do a windmill." He's like, "Yeah, that's what I was gonna do." And but he just kept on saying, "Man, it was a bad pass, bad pass yeah, to yeah. himself." So. I asked him, "What were you thinking in mid air when you did that?" And he was like, uh, "I threw a bad pass, <laughs> threw a bad pass to myself." <laughs> but it went in, and Carlisle was super impressed with it. Uh, someone was saying on on Twitter to me, they said, "Well, you know, Carlisle." Oh, the, I I posted that that Dennis isn't going to play, 
tonight as you're listening to this against the uh, the Magic. And so I tweeted that, that Carlisle said that in the, in the post-game presser, and someone said, if that is because he made that dunk and he was showboating, blah, 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 if that's the reason that I'm totally out on this team, it's not the reason. Carlisle was as giddy as I've ever seen anybody about the dunk. I think he was a little sick, and so I wonder if he had like some medication. <laughs> he was like really super, ex- one. super excited about that dunk. He mentioned uh, Dennis's knee. He specifically mentioned Dennis Snee and like he said it was monitoring. a little sore, a li- like yeah, he, just he, monitoring he, that. He prefaced it a lot, saying that it was just a little sore, and so they wanted to just be careful about it. Blah blah, blah whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I'm not. I was I was pretty shocked that because the very first question had nothing to do with the dunk, and he Rick, brought it up. Like, interrupted he Eric interrupted the question and said, "What y'all not y'all don't want to talk about the dunk? And Dennis is dunk and." <laughs> And I was like, okay, wow. That's like, how you know it's end of, end of a real bad lottery season is when Carlisle's the one bringing up the dunks. So Carlisle brings up the dunk, and uh, it, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I mean, just that, that he was just super excited about it. And uh, he said he had never seen anything like it before. He said he had never seen Dennis do anything like that. So that's where it kind of got blown out of proportion to me was that Carlisle was just so giddy about it. Oh yeah, man that that just screams the type of play that makes Rick cringe. But I think it shows the place that Rick's at right now. That's just like, hmm, cool, just enjoying enjoying <laughs> the ride to finish out the season. So, and then I asked Carlisle, I said, "What were you thinking? Like, what would you have done if he had missed the dunk?" Just like I call these like the twenty percent questions, especially with Carlisle, because you throw them out there and you know that. 80% of the time he's going to come back with something snarky or like something that just like sort of mean, but you throw yeah. it out there. Cause you never know. There's that 20% of the time he'll, th- he'll give you like a really good answer. The 20 percenters are the questions that come off your head, like instant based off what he said. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you go on presses and you have up, yeah. a pre-planned answer or a pre-planned question and you're like solid question, you know, which sometimes Rick is still a jerk about, but <laughs> the, <It's true. laughs> I shouldn't call him a jerk. Should I? Snarky. Let's no, he, snarky. he is a jerk. Like, he's a jerk on purpose. Like, he, I, yeah, he might so, even admit that. Maybe not on a podcast or, like, anything. But, <laughs> but no, like, the, the 20% question that Nick's talking about is, like, if he says something and then it, something comes to your head, like like a journalist, you know, it's like, okay, well, you got a follow-up question to it, and then you just got to have the balls to actually, like, ask the question, and tonight <laughs> Nick did. And so I asked the question, and he said, he said, well, it wasn't even close to not making it. So that's kind of not, it's not a legitimate question. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay, which Thanks, I mean, Hey, if, if that's his mentality, if he's like, that shows, at least that shows to me, he has trust in Dennis. He has trust that if Dennis is going to try something in a game that it's going in, you know, and yeah. he could see that it was going in. So he said it was an illegitimate question, but I think that at least shows some trust in, in Dennis. So, Forget and you, Carlisle. I actually got something from that answer. So. <laughs> and, and it goes into a longer a longer answer to what Nick and I were talking about pre, uh, during the game. Something that for, really is really frustrating me right now is the Rick will murder, Rick will kill this prospect, whether it's Bamba, whether it's um, Robert Williams, whatever it is. Like, who, like some of these guys that people are tweeting about and then people have came at me and said, hey, well, Rick, Rick would kill him, whatever. We all said this about Rick and Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis is his point guard, okay? And Rick hasn't tore off his head. He hasn't, like, for to our knowledge, we haven't seen any, hit, like, Rondo, you know, 
overboard during a game or something like that. They haven't been barking each other, all this stuff. So can we just chill on that? And Nick brought up something during the game. He's like, well, I think just Rick's like changed. And yeah, you know, he's he can't. Like, and I'm not he's like, I'm not, as a like person. Ta- <laughs> I'm not like taking like, trust me. I read, I wrote a whole piece about Rick's edgy relationships with players in his whole entire coaching career, going back to like Detroit and Indiana and all this stuff. But I'm saying like, it seems like they've had a pretty good relationship with Dennis. So when it comes to some of these guys like Bamba, like I don't even know what people like. I don't even buy that motor crap. And people want to buy motor with like DeAndre Ayton or stuff. Rick would do just fine with him. Like he would be fine. Okay. So that stuff really frustrates me. There, yeah. There's a different, pre- we'll talk about this a ton going into the draft, but there's a different precedent when your team has put so much time and effort and so much, like it's such a valuable asset, that draft pick, especially since yeah. essentially you spent an entire season like, <laughs> trying to earn it, you know? And so last year Listen, Nerlens is not a top ten draft pick. Okay. No, he's he wasn't. They're, you don't ha- and handle those two situations the exact same. So you, you gave them don't bring up Nerlens as an example. Yeah, you, you gave the seventy sixers you gave them two second round picks and you gave them Justin Anderson who is probably like a second to third string player. So it, it's not like there wasn't a ton of value that you put into that. And so he didn't see the need to do that. He thinks that you can find somebody like that somewhere else. You're, you don't find Dennis with juniors everywhere. I think you can find a guy that can give you what Nerlens Noel was going to give you. Yes. And if you Dennis. get somebody like a DeAndre Ayton, Omo Bamba, like you don't have those guys everywhere either. So right. it's something you got to try to meet halfway. Right. And he he's smarter than I'll ever be, so he knows it. There's different expectations for that, so we'll we'll, we'll talk about that for sure. Uh, anything else from this game? Damian Lillard seemed off to me. I know he had I know he had 29. 29. <laughs> he had 29, but it just didn't seem like he was hitting the the long deep threes that he normally hits against the Mavs. He normally just like torches the Mavs, and it was just weird to me to see him kind of off. The whole team was kind of off. I think McCollum had like 16 tonight which is is off for him he's probably thinking about his podcast that he's dropping tomorrow so <laughs> no i th- i think the only thing the only thing that, that stuck away a lot was one there was a stretch there in the second half i think it was the third quarter of dirt some consecutive dirt plays of dirt hitting this bomb three and then he blocks lillard and it was just it was fun they was going to dirt a lot one of the greatest and, plays ever <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it's it's so it's so fun like you just can't take for granted just Dirk right now. And but anyway, I think you gonna say something? if you haven't seen the Dirk block, please go look at it on someone's Twitter. Just just search Dirk block, Damian yes. Lillard something because it's on my Twitter. I just put Dirk LOL. But. Dame drives into the lane and he thinks he's like gonna get past Dirk, and literally Dirk gets his whole hand on it and swats it out of bounds like he was Rudy Gobert or DeAndre Jordan or. You know, okay. Anthony Davis or somebody like that. Like it is, it is pretty remarkable. Just the, I think it was honestly a mental lapse from Dame that he didn't think that he, he, he thought he was a lot farther away from Dirk than he actually was. He probably just think Dirk, yeah, didn't think Dirk was going to go over there. And then Dirk, like Lillard fell down and Dirk was like, felt bad. He was like helping him up and like all this <laughs> stuff. And such an like, old man like, game come, move. Come here, child. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about the olden days. Uh, the only other takeaway really from the game is, it's just important to remember the people that are wanting the Mavericks to lose. There's not really much else Rick could have done. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Maxi Clever played 31 minutes. 
Aaron Harrison played 26 minutes. <laughs> These guys, I mean, come on. Like, what, what else do you want? I mean, I get the Collinsworth and, like, Motley, but, I mean, Aaron Harrison literally played 26 minutes in this game. Aaron Harrison, Maxi Kleba, and Salah Mejri played the entire fourth quarter for the Mavericks. Holy crap. They That's did wild. the entire all twelve minutes. I told Isaac that before, and then he I told him to react the same way that he reacted, and he's not a very good actor. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I we're, tried. I said, "Holy crap!" That's why we're laughing about it. Yeah, they, I mean, Aaron Harrison is is it on a ten day contract? He still is on a ten day contract. So I mean, there's a, you have a ten day contract guy. You have Maxi. No, no who, Nick. Nick, you get it right. He was signed for the <laughs> remainder of the season. That's definitely going to be in my ten things. I'm so I'm just so <laughs> peeved about the way they worded that. Um, and Maxi Kleba has played like the most inconsistent minutes of probably anyone on this team. Salah was getting a you know a, he was getting the either or game with Nerlens Noel like going back and forth. And so these are just like these are like end of the bench guys that you know that. He's thrown out there, and Doug McDermott played a lot in the fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> Dennis played three minutes, and Barnes, I think, played five minutes in the fourth quarter. What else would you like Carlisle to do? Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's just, I mean, you can't. Like, there's even some people, fans, just like, all right, well, Yogi was playing a good game. You got to take him out. Like, it just doesn't go. It just doesn't go that way. Like, who do you replace him with? Will, you put Collinsworth out there at point guard. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you, they don't go that far as far as. A random role player that just gets super hot, you're just going to take him out because you really have to lose, and he's already a backup player. Like, what? <laughs> you know, so I mean, he took Barnes out. Barnes our leading scorer. Like, he didn't even play hardly the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much Rick could have done tonight. I mean, he played him, and these guys are not. They're trying to earn paychecks. So. A lot of these guys are going to be free agents next year. I mean, either restricted yeah. or they're unrestricted. I mean, Yogi is an unrestricted Nagi. free agent. Yeah, and well, well, Yogi's restricted, and then oh, I'm sorry, you yeah, get, yeah, he's restricted. He, but then you got guys like Finney Smith and Maxi and guys that are on like non guarantees, and Salah, he's restricted, and so like these guys like that that. Either it's restricted free agency or, you know, free agency or these guys that have non-guaranteed money that could be cut for nothing. So basically could be free agents. So, yeah, I mean, these guys are playing for the next contract, basically. Now, Yogi's an unrestricted free agent next year. He has a qualifying offer, I thought. Mm-mm. McDermott has a qualifying offer. And that's it. Everybody else can be unrestricted. Dorian is Dorian has a non-guarantee. Maxie's a non-guarantee. Where, where are you looking at that at? Hoop type. Go to Basketball Insiders. I know. I'm pretty sure Salah's. I'm I'm pretty sure Bas. I'm I'm pretty sure Salah's restricted too. Anyway, we have a discrepancy (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, the point still remains: some of these guys are not guaranteed, you know, money for next year. They're not all Harrison Barnes or Dennis that has these, you know, deals or or Powell that have these deals that go on. And so they're they're out there fighting for a spot. And so let's say Yogi is going off tonight, like he was, and Carlisle just yanks him. What is that? What precedent does that set for you know Yogi if he goes somewhere else and talks to other players or to Yogi himself if the Mavs want to try to bring him back? I mean, there's just so many different as- aspects of of tanking that you just totally forget. And uh, you know, I was talking to Maxi after the game, and like it just. <laughs> The team is just not built to not 
the team's not wired to just try to lose games, you know, like just everybody on the roster. I think they would have won this game, even if they put like Motley and Collinsworth in there. <laughs> I think that yeah. Portland just didn't bring it tonight. They just didn't have it. They, they weren't hitting the crazy threes. They're guards. They cannot guard guards. So I don't know what they're, I mean, somebody tweeted to me that they, that Portland has swept OKC this, this, uh, regular season, I think they're going to have a hard time with them if that's who they play. They're, they're just going to have a hard time with anybody with really, really good guards, and I think that's the entire West it kind of seems like right now. Well, they're just going to have to outscore everybody. And, you know, when McCollum has a night like tonight, and, you know, they're, they're going to have to have Dame and McCollum to get 25, 30-plus. If not, if not, that they're going to have to have some monster games from, like, Nurkic or something like that. And this is a lot riding on both of the both of those guys, but yeah, like right now they're playing Oklahoma City. They would be playing them in a matchup. Uh, they're Oklahoma City's a half game away from Utah. Utah, I think, could give them some trouble. <laughs> yeah, For sure. They also they were giving the Mavs every single three that that they wanted in the fourth quarter. They were just like Maxi, go ahead and hit, go ahead and shoot threes. Like it looked like they kind of didn't do the scouting report. They just kind of looked at the box score and were like, oh, Maxi's not really shooting threes that well. Well, that's kind of his thing that he came into the league doing really well. So he hit two threes that Carlisle said won the game for him. Yeah, I mean those are those are huge threes by Maxi. Um, Basketball Insiders do, does have qualify and offer deadlines for Doug, Salah, and Yogi on June 29th. Mm, interesting. Either way, they're I mean, they're playing for something. Restricted or unrestricted, I don't think it's going to really change. Who's a the tiebreaker though? Is it is it basketball reference? Basketball Oh, I think it was like hoops hype. I don't go to hoops hype for all this. I go to basketball insiders. I just like the way their site set. I just like the way their sites their site is set up better on hoops hype. Anyway, well, <laughs> so all right, we got to talk about the news today. All right, we got to talk about your boy. So, Nerlens Noel uh, and to- and Cephalosha, by the way, not just Ner- it's not just Nerlens that, that's that's part of this. Both high flyers, <laughs> Tavo, <and laughs> both pretty chill guys. Tabo and uh, and Nerlens Noel super high five both both suspended for five games, which is the remainder of the Mavericks season, and I probably the Jazz is Tabo playing for the Jazz still. I can't even. Yeah, I I think yeah, and uh, and their season as well. So basically suspended for the remainder of the season for violating the NBA's anti drug program. If you don't know what the NBA NBA uh, anti-drug program is like if you've never been part of it before this is what it is so the NBA uh, if you get a uh, one violation with let's say marijuana there's no penalty or anything like that you just get placed into the program so you fail one drug test they do welcome to the club they do random drug testing they also do uh, if they if there's like suspicion so like if kind of any workplace does this if you have, you know, if there is reasonable doubt or some kind of suspicion that you are using, you know, a drug, yeah. they can just go ahead and give you a drug test. So if, if they like smell it, <laughs> so if they look at Isaac's eyes and they're like, man, I don't know about that. I don't know about that guy. He's they uh, can go ahead and, and test him. So you fail one test. Then the second test, you're fine. Twenty five thousand dollars if you fail again. And then your Ooh. third time you are suspended for five games. Um. Joakim Noah was suspended 20 games <laughs> last year, so I have no idea what he did because 
even like the PED policy is 25 games from your for your first offense. So I have no idea what he did. I don't. I, I could. I was reading the CBA all, all all up and down about the drug policy. I couldn't find anything. So that's that's what happened with with Nerlens. It's sort of the the general like the minimum that they can sus- suspend him is that five games, and so the NBA did that. The the Mavericks have no like say in this at all. They they just you know ha- are at the the mercy essentially of the uh, the drug program. And they so, got a call from the league today, just like the yeah. league sent out an email. Yeah, I mean um, they knew about it before because, as Rick said pregame, Nerlens came up to him. Um, I guess last week and told him about it and wanted to tell him man to man and got him by himself, just him and Rick told Rick about it. And Rick really praised that pregame tonight and said, yeah, I really respected that as a man. I respected him telling me and just everything with that is Rick went on for a good, like two or three minutes uh, before the game uh, tonight against the Blazers about Nerland's, just praising his like character, different stuff, and I thought, and I really took it as genuine. I know we like laugh about like him and Match-ups. like Nerlens all this stuff, but like yeah, but I really took it as genuine and him. I mean, he because he said you know he said it for what it was too. Like he's disappointed, but you know he hopes Nerlens uses this to learn from it. Blah, blah blah. But yeah, I mean, check. I think it's on Brad Townsend's the paper, his Twitter. It covers home and away, so check his uh, his Twitter. The only the only. That covers only home major and, publication that covers home in a way. So yeah, I think what I wrote my 10 things last week about Nerlens was that he hadn't burned any bridges here. And I think the way he went out, even with this, I'm not sure he burned bridges. He burned something else for sure. But I think that, uh, I don't think he's going to be back, but I don't think. Oh, that- wow. Welcome. Welcome to the club, Nick. No, I've thought this the whole time. I've been very clear. Don't even. I, you were on the reclamation project. I wrote that they were trying for a reclamation project, and this was kind of the last straw in that. It's, you're sort of in this thing where you're trying to come back, and if you fail one more time, that they were going to be out. And so I think that the Mavericks are just going to be out. I think that, that Nerlens is out. I think Nerlens was out on the Mavericks too. Uh, just this, this whole situation was just sort of like, I don't know. It was just really messed up, obviously, and uh, we've talked about it all freaking years. I'm really, really glad to be I mean, not talking about it anymore. I've been pretty, pretty open that he's not going to come back. Um, some that's why, like some you know people were tweeting today and was like, "Hey, is it going to come back? You know, is this the final straw or something like this?" A lot of major publications were talking about it, different stuff. I'm like, it doesn't change anything. And, like, and honestly, a, major publications that have talked to him less than we have. Absolutely. Definitely less sure. than Isaac. <laughs> well, it's, it's just like, it doesn't change anything. And and to be honest, I don't think, I don't know if it changes everything like a lot league wide. I'm doing a piece. It's coming out today. And it's like, and read it today. And I know people's going to tweet at me and be like, you're a homer. It's coming from your friend because you're a friend, blah, blah, blah. But it's literally, it's literally titled like his career is just starting still. It's not the whole, like, you got to wait to judge it by the end of his career. And this is what I'm saying. Like, everybody right now is taking their shots at Nerlens, and I get it. They're taking their shots of he turned down 70 million, biggest mistake of his life, blah, 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 blah. All it does is it pushes back everything a year for him. All it does is give him a chance. He's not going to sign probably a multi year deal in this summer. 
all it does is just push everything back. His big payday he was wanting in 2018, he's going to hope for it in 2019, and now he gets a chance to pick his team. He didn't pick Dallas. People have to remember that. He did not pick Dallas. They traded for him. So, like, now he gets an opportunity to sit here and say, okay, for a minimum, he's probably, I mean, he's probably going to get, like, a minimum deal this year, like, this summer. For a one-year minimum, pick your best situation to maximize your value. What if you go to Golden State? What if you go to Milwaukee? What if Atlanta's saying, come in here, be a one-year stopgap center if they get a wing instead of a big in the draft, and he kills it? What if he goes to one of these situations? What if he takes over the Zaza Pachulia role in Golden State and kills it next year? The the JaVale role. Yeah, the JaVale Zaza role. Like, what if he goes to Milwaukee and starts at center and kills it for him? So, like, that's what I'm saying. And then what if he gets his payday in 2019? It just pushes everything back to when then you start when you look at it from the grand scheme of things, it's not all about losing money, losing the 70 million. Because I don't want to get confusing on a podcast because I put this in a piece. It's just a, he just flip-flops a little bit if that's the case. If that's the case, if he gets his big contract later on, because this will be this year and next year he's going to be playing at a super low number. Like he's playing at four point something this year. Next year, if he takes a minimum, this is two years right in the beginning kind of his career to where he's making really cheap money. Well, let's take let's take somebody like Chandler Parsons. Can we both agree that if Chandler Parsons makes it past this this contract he's in right now, that he's probably going to be on a minimum deal? If that, if that. So like that's what I'm saying. So he got his money early on, and then he's probably going to finish up his career on minimum deals. For Nerlens, it's a flip flop. You see what I'm saying? But yet he could still make his money. He could still make the 70 million that he could have gotten last year, but later on in his career, and it's still kind of equal out to when that's what I'm saying is I think it's unfair to sit here now. I think now if we get 10 years down the road and Nerlens never got his big payday, then you can sit back and say, that was the biggest mistake of his life. That was the dumbest thing ever. He'll regret it for the rest of his life. But if we're sitting there, t- sitting here ten years from now, and he's made that same exact money, no, I don't think you can say that. If I'm another team looking at Nerlens and looking at this whole situation and trying to assess it from the outside, trying to look at the Mavericks, trying to look at Nerlens, trying to say, okay, where was their fault on either side? And I start looking and I say, well, it was kind of the Mavericks. It was kind of the Mavericks. It was kind of the Mavericks. You know, I start putting all the blame kind of on the Mavericks. Yeah. Now. If you're a team, you're looking at that and you say, well, you know, it was all the Mavericks' fault. I think we should go after this guy in free agency. Then all of a sudden this comes up and you're like, well, maybe it wasn't all on the Mavericks. And so it gives that that reasonable doubt of like maybe we we shouldn't go after this guy because of this. Like I think it get, puts a lot more doubt. I think it puts doubt in minds of teams that maybe had, hadn't had it before. And so now I think that there's doubt just like all across the board instead of just some teams maybe would have completely gone with with New Orleans and like sort of defended him against the Mavericks, especially, I mean, it's kind of weird to say, but with all of this, the off the court stuff happening with the Mavericks on the business side and stuff, I mean, I wonder how many teams look at that and say, is this a dysfunctional franchise? I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you could look at it and I think that's kind of a stretch to try to make that connection, but I wonder if it, it's being, it's happening out there. Uh, another thing I wanted to get to about this situation and I think you're right. By the way, I think you're right. I think that he is going to be able to 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 
get an, another opportunity. I mean, Julio Okafor was given another opportunity. He probably will get another one after Brooklyn. I mean, there's just these guys that that uh, is just always going to intrigue people. It's the uh, the girlfriend mentality. We're like, I can fix him. I can fix him. You know, like I, I can be the one yeah. that, that fixes him. I use that analogy all the time because I think it's so true that teams look at these guys and say that I'm going to be the one to come and fix him. Uh, something I tweeted earlier today that, uh, by the way, according to the CBA, five-game suspension for violating the NBA's anti-drug program occurs after the third violation. Players are also protected by this rule in the CBA. And this is by the this is the uh, CBA FAQ, which is Larry Kuhn's uh, publication about the whole CBA. It says, A team is not allowed to sign a player with history of marijuana abuse on the stipulation that, quote, one strike and he's out. Now, I look at that in the C- in this that CBA FAQ and I say that could potentially be one of the reasons why the Mavs benched Nerlens to start this either to start the season or later in the season when we were like why did Nerlens just fall off a cliff and not play and we were like the injury didn't really make sense it was sele- it was elective surgery so he didn't necessarily need it why is he not even this, especially since he's going to be a free agent and all this stuff we were like this just doesn't make any sense the Mavs couldn't cut him because he was on the program. If he's in the program, they can't just like let him go and be like, we're done with this. We don't want you here anymore. But they still wanted to punish him, and so they just sat him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that, so I can't speak Yeah, that's that. just my speculation, my theory. That That's putting two and two together and thinking, what's a way that they could try to send a message to him? A lot of that would make sense. For sure, because but. he would have it would it didn't even have to be announced if he failed the second time. So let's say the first time yeah. was in like I mean he's suspended now and no one ever heard about it. So right. I mean it well okay. Let's say the first time was in Philadelphia, so he he comes in already on the program, like already in the program. His second time, then they're like, all right, they hear about it. They hear about it because he gets fined. You know, like that's when it actually comes yeah. out because all of this is between the player and the league. I mean, we even mentioned it like Carlisle didn't even know about it until <laughs> until Nerlens came up and told him himself. Uh, people find yeah. out about trades way faster than they, <laughs> apparently they find out about these suspensions. So, uh, I mean, that that's my theory. I think that is what happened. I think that they, they, they couldn't just either cut him or, or sort of punish him in that way. And so then they sort of punished him in their own way of – um of you know sitting him trying to send a message and trying to wake him up maybe maybe they were like concerned about it maybe they were like man we need to actually try, try to send a message to this to this guy and try to to wake him up and i don't know i i honestly bill simmons tweeted out uh we're evacuating nerland's island everybody uh, you know we're leaving hey, all this and tell me where you're selling it i'll buy it <laughs> and i was like man at least for the Maverick, like on the Maverick side, I'm packing up. Like I'm packing up off the island, like all the Maverick stuff. The the, the basketball fan in me really wants to see, and the person in me too. After getting to know him over the, this last, you know, ba- this last season, I really hope he makes it, and I, I really hope that he finds a good situation. Like you said, I hope I I think he does have talent. I'm concerned that he still hasn't put on any weight. <laughs> you know, like I, there's concerns yeah. like that. But I just really hope, like you said, he finds a good situation, goes out there. And this is not a Rondo-Lamar Odom situation. I mean, Stop, th- stop. It's not stop. that bad. Like, the Rondo situation was, like, toxic. This is this is not no. toxic. From everything Carlisle said that he's, you know, been really great to teammates. He's I've heard some very, very crazy stories about Lamar Odom and how toxic yeah. that was. Like, worse than Rondo. 
guys, and, and he quit like, on like his basketball career. <laughs> Nerlens is yeah, still like, like trying to play basketball. Nerlens is boys with these guys. We know how close he is with Dennis and Dodo and some of these guys. Like Nerlens is not. And Rick praised this before the game tonight. He said Rick. And he said Nerlens hasn't been a problem. Like. He hasn't been like a character type problem. Like he 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 praised Nerlens for being that you know no, nothing personal between you two. So like that's the yeah. In in Nerlens's game, it fits today. What right now this hot thing is this rim running you know all this stuff. It's not like he's in like a a Valanchunas or something right now to where you're like oh, I'm really worried. You know like I'm really worried about if he could stay on the court or something like that. Like Nerlens. Can play Nerlens theoretically could play the Clint Capella type role for a team that can maximize his potential and give him like Atlanta or if Golden State or like Milwaukee or something puts him in that type of role and dead like actually commits to him and say do this thing like it wouldn't surprise me one bit if somebody like Milwaukee signs him next year or yeah like Milwaukee Boston. and he's the starting he's the starting center all year and we're sitting there like and he he like kills it. As this rim running, you know, he's he's a highlight reel, blocking shots, different stuff like that. And we're like, where was that in Dallas? Like, that would not surprise me one bit. That's what I'm saying. I'll buy your stock. And all I'm saying is hold back the hold back the temptation. I get it. It's fun. It's funny. I It's super hilarious and trendy to get on Twitter and be like, oh, my gosh, he made the dumbest decision ever. He gave up $70 million. Blah, blah, blah. Look where he's at now. Hold up 10 years. We don't really even know he gave up $70 million either. True. That's, about, a, that's yeah, that reports. was a report. I mean, we, by reports, yeah. Who knows? And so, like, that's that. That's all I'm saying. Like, wait, we can we can judge Noah's career in five <laughs> eight years instead of right now. We can judge Noah's career. We can judge him. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> I couldn't did tell. Y'all know, did, did y'all know Nick hates the Lakers? <laughs> I deleted the tweet. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I, I stepped away from my computer for like one minute to go get some water, and Isaac tweeted from my tweet deck on my computer. He said, I hate the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I got immediate responses from people. It says, your dog's name is Laker. Like, yes, he is. He's right here. <laughs> All right. Well, we've already go, we've gone we've gone over oh, again. Because we Ner- got to wrap it up. Nerland's always, always makes us go over. Well, we also have the eight minutes from when it uh, – <laughs> oh yeah yeah i forgot about that yeah you gotta (laughs) cut that out on my my side so uh guys thank you hey i want to plug two things oh go ahead real quick read my nerland's piece but two today on maps.com i have my latest for the maps most of my guys most of my pieces on maps.com are fairly lengthy it is a longer piece but i think you'll enjoy it even if you do not play video games there is a side of esports here in dallas with mavs gaming the 2k draft is today and uh there's a lot of just crazy stuff um that will i think will blow your mind blew my mind sitting down with some people and learning about it and it will just blow you away with how big this is getting now so yeah, like Isaac was telling me some of this, and I had no idea. Like I just had no frame of reference for what this was going to be, and it is nuts. So we are going to spend tomorrow's podcast talking all about this. So go read Isaac's piece, and then Isaac and I will talk about it on tomorrow's pod, and we will discuss all the little ins and outs and what what we think. Because the draft- it's bigger than just the game. They're building a twenty thousand square foot facility in Deep Ellum. <laughs> They're, I mean, it's that's like as community. big as LeBron's house. <laughs> there's community, there's community stuff that they're tying into it. 
and just the crazy ins and outs of how they scout players and just there's, the, the salary commitment to the first-round draft picks and just different stuff. And there's going to be an opportunity for you to play at the facility. So Exactly. People in Dallas will be able to come into the facility and play games, not just sports games, but games like Fortnite and some other games like that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. I enjoyed doing the piece. It was different. Obviously, it's not about, like, the Mavs team, but uh, that stuff I like doing is off the court stuff. Yeah, so. so go check that out on Mavs.com. And guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. You can find me at Nick Van Exit. You can find Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. You can find us at Locked on Mavs. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Boom. Don't smoke weed. 